Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Killer Collab Podcasts. My name is Tony Deho Florida, Tony D, as you know. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I'm joined with Chris Leto from Reaper Films. Hello, hello. 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 This 10 a.m. stuff's through the birds. Man. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just but <laughs> if we start at 11, you're cutting into my lunch hour, man. Your lunch? What do you need an hour for lunch for? I eat at lunch. I eat lunch at 11 o'clock. Like, I don't eat in the morning. It's not even 11. lunchtime. It's morning. It's like brunch. I, Sometimes I, I'm I on a schedule at like 6 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, um, on a schedule. Today we have a special guest in the studio, Carl Huber. How are we? Doing good. How about you? Doing all right. Special effects artists. Now, I like to welcome you and everyone into the studio and try to get a little, little in depth or a little idea of what uh, you're about, so the audience recognizes you and so they'll recognize your name and then your face. Not alone, not, not all the time you'll be recognized by your face because, you know, you're generally not on camera. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been on camera? Uh, like, in a movie? Yeah, I was... I did a... Porn don't uh, count. Porn don't count. I already, we already assessed this. <laughs> the porn doesn't count. Okay. I was going to say ten movies, but I've been in one <laughs> film. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, um, there was a short film that I like, it was the very first thing I did and it was like a learning process. I was the serial killer in the thing. It just, it turned out horrible. Everybody's uh, first movie turns out horrible, Carl. It's yeah, this, supposed to. This turns out, <laughs> this turned out like pretty bad, but, um, <laughs> well, it was just like, I was doing special effects as well. And there was a lot of effects that I wanted to be in there, like slit throats. And I even made, a. Uh, a copy of one of the actress's heads yeah. so I could like rip her jaw off. Nice. Yeah. And there was the camera guy that we had on there who he was, um, when I was looking for a camera guy, I went to Craigslist. That was my first mistake. Yep. And he's, well, what year was it? What year was it? This was like 2011 when okay. I went into production on it. Okay. And, um, yeah, he sent me like a trailer of this film that he directed and stuff like that, and he was passing it off as his own camera work. Like oh. it was, yeah, like the camera lo- work looked okay. I kind of figured it's Craigslist. I'm not going to get the best right. for the price that I was wanting to pay. But he just messed. I had to delete the entire card because nothing oh, he got. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, like he put uh, the ISO, the light settings on automatic. Oh, so we got yeah, oh, we so got the sunlight the light and forecast. Yeah, that's well, to top that off, we would have like dark forecast, and the light, the ISO would just go, you oh, know, go crazy. twenty thousand or something. It just looked like a bunch of fruity pebbles floating around here. <laughs> and yeah, like none of it, or the the footage was soft. We had a part where um, I would come up behind a guy who was like pissing in the woods and slice, like slice his throat. Yeah. As soon as I grabbed the guy's face. He was holding the camera. He dropped the camera to the guy's knees. What? And then came back up, like, after the throat's already slipped. Yeah, like, it was just the worst camera guy ever. Oh, wow. Who was it? Huh? What was his name? Oh, Marcus Kempton. I don't give a shit. I'll say his name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he already knows what I think of him. You got that Marcus Kempton, right? Marcus Kempton. Oh, yeah. Pronounced correctly? Kempton? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can spell (laughs) it out. But, um... He even brought, like, a friend to set who was um, taking pictures with a flash on. Like I said, I'm the guy. What? I'm the killer in this thing. So, like, I don't see the flash until later on I'm looking at the B-roll. Yeah. And I we just got a camera flash going off during a scene. What? 
is yeah and you know the girl i was dating at the time like marcus was trying to put moves on her and then his friend like there was a 19 year old actress we had on set and his friend who was in his like 50s or 60s or something uh friended her on facebook and liked every single photo <laughs> and did that whole like you're that a goddess creeper, yeah nonsense that creeper just, status that's what, that's what gives us a bad day when we try to make movies yeah really is See, like that's literally the reason why we have bad like a stigma behind making you know movies you know what's interesting though is like all right the movies like the b-rated the sleaze box and everything else mm -hmm. like yeah. that where there's just blood and nudity and you know just everything else like everyone i've seen make those films have been pretty stand up and like respectful absolutely absolutely oh, yeah like, res yeah respectful to the the crew the talent right. the, even the actresses who are doing the nude scenes here's the thing with that is um it's hard to find girls that'll do that stuff oh, so yeah, no, once definitely. you find them you want to keep yeah. them around and um, yeah, do more like with them like there's more movies yeah. that like how yeah. many have we made with like sushi? me and sean i mean <laughs> we've made a ton of movies that all have nudity and stuff in them and we try to keep the set closed. Like if you don't need to be in there in the room or whatever, we kick you out. Yeah, you know, we don't want anybody. So it's uncomfortable, uncomfortable for yeah. not just the yeah. girl, but it's, I, I'm uncomfortable with it directing yeah. nudity and whatever. And you know, you gotta be respectful and especially nowadays, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. too and everything. It's, it's a uh, pretty dicey. Sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I remember on housewife slasher, my second movie, that was the first movie that we had that we had nudity and um we had a uh, one of the girls um was laying on the bed naked and she had a knife in her side and um there was a a guy that kind of like forced his way onto our movie like he came he came to my house one night knocked on my fucking door at like eight o'clock at night and I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I opened the door, and this guy named Ivan. Do you know Ivan? What's his last name? Petrick. I'll look him up. Yeah, I mean, Ivan yeah. Petrick. So he's like, hey, I'm a, <laughs> I want to be on your movie, and I, I, I do this. I have all this experience and all this shit. And at this time, I'm pretty inexperienced. You know, this was my second movie, and um, I was looking for crew and stuff, and he shows up on my door, which I thought was kind of weird. But Very weird. Yeah. he seemed like he knew. I didn't get your address. I have no idea. He seemed like he knew. <laughs> Red flag number one. <laughs> right. He seemed like he knew his stuff. Like he had call sheets and like all this stuff. So he talked me into working on the movie. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, more help the better. So I bring him on. Well, the fucker is, um, I'm standing outside the bedroom looking in through the doorway and she's laying on the bed and he's over my shoulder snapping pictures. What the? Fuck. And I didn't realize he was doing it because he was behind me. And um, so in between takes, the girl uh, called me over and she was like, hey, she goes, you know, Ivan's making me really uncomfortable. Like he's snapping pictures while we're shooting of me naked. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I told Sean, Sean's like the, the hit, you know, the body, the bouncer. So I told Sean, I was like, just fucking get rid of him, man. Like we don't need him. And before that, when she was getting her makeup put on and stuff, you know, she was like in a towel and he's like trying to get in the room and taking pictures. And we, we had a, a, a bathtub scene where he was trying to get in the room. Like, and then, what, so what? finally Sean just booted him. He was like, yeah, we don't need you anymore. You know, hit the road. And, uh, he sent us like this long email saying that 
Sean's a little Caesar and like he's trying to take control of everything and I didn't do anything wrong. All this bullshit. I'm just like, you're a fucking creeper, man. Like, why would you even attempt to do that? You know, take pictures of naked girls while you're fucking shooting a movie. Like, it was ridiculous. It's your job. It's a job that, you know, like, you got to treat like everything else. Right. Why would, like, I I don't, like I said, I I, I don't get that during the whole Joel Weinstein stuff that people want to just do shit like this. Yeah. Like I said, it gives us a bad name. Whenever we try to put a legitimate movie together, it's like, oh, it looks like a creepy, you know. Right, and that's the thing is when I was trying to cast for the cheerleader movie, I mean, I was getting, I was getting crucified for posting a casting that had nudity in it. You know, it was supposed to be high school girls. You just want to see naked girls. Yeah. Well, the thing that it was was, you know, I was like, you know, you got to look high school age or you know, eighteen to twenty is what I was looking for. Yeah. And. I was getting crucified. Like people were like, "High school girls naked." I'm like, "Have y'all ever fucking seen a horror movie?" <laughs> like literally every <laughs> horror movie is in high school. Yeah, every single one. <laughs> well, majority. So, uh, but yeah, I was getting crucified because I posted a casting, and I'm like, I'm legit. I'm trying to like legitimately get people, and people were just like thinking that it was something different. You know, I'm just trying to lure people yeah. to rape them or something it, it, it is I, yeah i don't frustrating I, yeah exactly exactly and i, I don't get it I, people I don't like get ivan it. see the irony is is like the people who aren't direct about that are pretty much the creepers the ones who are like photo shoot implied or lingerie or something right. like that as soon as they get the girls to the set you know take a few pictures oh can you take your top off yeah and, yeah right and yeah. then when you post something like that like in the orlando film network or whatever if you film something vague then they're like, well, I need to know this and this and this and this and this and this. And then you like put all of that information out there trying to be legit and like upfront about everything. Yeah. And they fucking rip you up. So, well, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, they're always find something to rip you up about. Always find something to rip you yeah. up about. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't know. Uh, people get touchy and people are very sensitive nowadays too and very like woke. So there's yeah. a lot of different things that they're looking out for and red flags that they're looking for. But so, Carl. Yeah. What, what was your first first special effect? My first special effect would probably just a cut on my arm, honestly. Uh, we were just practicing one day, just like yeah, like with a latex or whatever. Um, it was um silicone. There's like this uh, part A and B silicone. You mix it up, and depending on what kind you get, it can take three minutes to cure, or it could take you know two hours or four hours to cure, but. Yeah, obviously I got like the three to five minute one, just so I could have some working time to uh, sculpted, like blended into my skin and stuff like that. But um, yeah. what got you interested in? You know, it was just I didn't know any special effects artists. Like mm-hmm. um, filmmaking was what I wanted to do ever since I was in high school, and even that, like, I tried doing my early twenties, and I just. I don't know. I, I just wasn't putting enough into it. Like, there wasn't really anything online you could research. You basically had to go to film school at that point. Right. Yeah. And uh, even the film equipment, like, digital was still an expensive thing. You know, DSLR cameras weren't where they are now yeah. with uh, that. So um, I actually quit after one failed attempt and was actually going to become a firefighter. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad way to go either. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it it had its upsides. Like, I was smoking for 11 years, and I actually quit smoking just so I could enroll into the fire academy. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, which later on helped bankroll the whole filmmaking thing when I decided to do that again. I had a lot of save money from cigarettes. Oh, cigarettes yeah. are so expensive. They were like almost $7 a pack when I quit. Yeah, well, when I quit, I quit. It was uh, 2012, so and I was in Jersey, and things were cigarettes were $7 then. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, so it was, I mean, it, it was killing me, but it is what it is, like... See, I worked at a Chinese restaurant, like, for 13 years. Um, that was one of the reasons why I couldn't even be on a Dai Dai Delta Pi, right? Like, well, what's, fun, what's funny is uh, how we met Carl is we had posted for an editor. We were looking for an editor for our movies, and we interviewed probably 10 people. And Carl came in, and uh, we liked him a lot, and we felt like he could do the job but he told us that he was working like 80 hours a week delivering chinese food and we're like when the the hell is he gonna edit (laughs) like how is he gonna do this so it kind of was like all right let's go a different direction um and we also we uh we interviewed alex lakowski um and who we went ended up going with was this guy larry and um and larry ended up doing all the lighting on die die delta pi and he brought in this lady that had all these lights and stuff. And um, so he did all the lighting. And actually, the lighting was amazing. Yeah. And then when it came to cutting the movie together, he edited the trailer and then never worked on the movie ever again. And we were like, all right, what the hell? Like, Was that at least it a was good, always good like, trailer? <laughs> it was just like excuses and excuses and excuses. Like he couldn't – he never started editing. So we ended up having the writer of Die, Die, Delta Pi, who lives in Texas. We sent him all the footage, and he ended up cutting it together. He did a good job, but I don't know. We never really hired an editor, and then I just started editing. And I didn't like I didn't like it I hate back editing. then. I hate editing now. Um, <laughs> and I was, I, I was new at it, and I wasn't that good, and um, we wanted this movie to be really good. And uh, so since then, I've learned to edit, and I think I'm okay. I'm not like gonna win any awards or anything but no it's good get yeah, the job I, done well, I've, seen a, I've been impressed no, it doesn't cause us anything yeah 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 so probably have it have you guys like personally put anything on amazon prime oh yeah it sucks I, yeah like, I it's think the worst i was when, getting i had uh my second movie housewife slasher on there and i was literally making one dollar every quarter i was getting yeah, a dollar nice. put into my account <laughs> it's like is ridiculous yeah and and then uh i changed it to uh to where you can rent you can rent it instead of it having it on prime free yeah and um i haven't made shit nothing yeah so but back in the day when i first made the movie which was in 2000 i think we released it in 2012 the end of it and back then you could put amazon put it on amazon yourself and you could it was before like prime video like where it was stuff was free on there yeah uh, you had to rent everything off there and i put it up for like 3.99 to rent and 9.99 to buy and i was making like 150 to 200 dollars a month just having it sit there like i wasn't even promoting it or anything people were just finding it and renting it and um then they changed and then wild eye releasing contacted me about distributing the movie mm. and they picked it up for me, you know, and did a distribution deal with them, and uh, I made three hundred and twenty-five dollars in four years. Big <laughs> <laughs> change there. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of the dumbest things I ever did. Well, that's the whole distribution but deal. You live and learn. Thing. Yeah, and yeah, I was green and didn't know any better. I think the most I've ever made off of um, 
my first feature was probably a hundred dollars one year, but that was only because on Amazon. Yeah, it was sort of like piggybacking the fame of another movie that was covering the same subject matter. That was the broadcast, right? Yeah, the yeah. broadcast. It was the it was about the War of the Worlds broadcast that they did in 1938, mm-hmm. and it was. From the viewpoint of two different people that lived across the street from each other. And, like, no one says shit the entire time this thing's going. It's all reaction and cinematography-based. But um, it just sat on Amazon for, I think, two years. And then this other film called Brave New Jersey came out. It had some mainstream actors in it. Like, it actually did have a theatrical limited release. Mm-hmm. Um, it really didn't cover the broadcast at all. They played like maybe five minutes of it, and right. it was just That's usually how it is. Yeah, the the rest of the movie is just about these people freaking out in this New Jersey town, and but that had a bigger following. So when that came out, I guess my film title would show up in the Google searches, so people right. were yeah. watching that, and I think I made like. $80 on prime. That's actually really good. Yeah. yeah. $80 on prime. Like just with that month and the collective, uh, what I think it was like $2 a month is what I was making. Yeah. yeah. My son, on average. That movie, the broadcast. Yeah, that's right. Oh, nice. uh, Little kid. Yep. Yep. Huh. How's he doing by the way? I'm he's good. He just graduated high school last year and he's uh, about to start, um, uh, college in the middle of August. He's, going through a program for a crime scene investigation. So, How old was he when he was in the broadcast? He wasn't um, that old. When was that? That was... Oh, my God. That, that was in 20, seven, eight years ago, right? 2014 when we shot 2014. Yeah, so, six so. years. He's 19 now. So, Oh, he'll be 19 next week. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Goddamn. Time flies but, when you get old. I wish, <laughs> he, I wish he kind of stuck with acting. He, he's really good at it. And yeah. he... He just doesn't care. He don't like it. Yeah, so, so, not for, not <laughs> it was for funny because when I first got him into acting, he uh, he was I got him in with uh, Luis's people, which is a an agency, and she gets she's giving him work like you know uh, commercial work and stuff. And he did an Amscot commercial, and we were literally there four hours, and he made like two hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, to a little. 12 year old kid like that's oh, pretty yeah. good money yeah it is. and then he tells me yeah i don't think i want to act anymore i'm like you just made 250 dollars for four hours of literally sitting around and then you pushed a bike across the street two times like come on <laughs> <laughs> and then uh well, you know, that his, and now. he was on he was on the tv all the time it was an amscott commercial so it was all the time people were saying hey there's jane and he just didn't want to do it anymore and I'm just like, I don't get it. Why don't you want to do it anymore? Yeah, I just didn't like all the waiting around and stuff. I'm like, oh, my, oh God. my God. What the hell? So now he's working at a pizza place, slinging pizzas, and he's going to start school. So Well, something to do while you're Yeah, I mean, he took a, he pretty much took a year off to figure out what he wanted to do, which is fine. I wasn't pressuring him. Like just, I said, look, write down everything that you like. Figure out what in, what you enjoy doing and figure out how to make money doing it. Yep. And he's always been interested in forensics and crime scene investigation and all this stuff. So I'm like, hey, they've got a program at HCC. It's two years. And uh, so he's going to do that. Hmm. Which is cool. Nice. 
I hope he has a strong stomach because I don't. No, no. <laughs> I don't. I definitely don't. Like, I have a criminal justice degree, and I did nothing with it right. whatsoever. Did it, didn't the broadcast have, like, a, a TV? Was it on TV on a network um, or something? Yeah, Tampa Arts and Entertainment Channel. Um, they is had like it on public their, access, or is it? It Yeah, kind of like public access for Tampa. They basically just showcase all the whatever stuff, like, whether it's... um. I really never watched the channel, but yeah, like if you make a short film or a feature length film in mm-hmm. Tampa and it's, you know, family friendly enough to right. put on because it is a network. Yeah. So did you make any money with that or was it? No, nah, it was just, to, it was exposure. Yeah. That's what it was and was which cool. was great. But, yeah. um, yeah, um, that was pretty cool to have that on there for, you know, just a straight year. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I made that film, because growing up, people, whenever that topic would come up, though, you know, the Orson Welles scare, mm-hmm. like, everyone talked to him, like, why has anyone made a movie about right. that? So when I started developing the screenplay for it, I told, you know, some family, friends, like, people my age, and they understood what it was. But, like, as production started, the actors, um, some of them were all pretty young. Like, I would tell them, they're like, what is that? Right. Like, fuck. Yeah. like I still want to make the film, but like I have very little faith that people are actually going to be interested in this in the end. Yeah, well, which I was right, but you know, for a first feature, I did. I wish there were things that turned out better, but I'm satisfied course. with what I was able to do with what. I little think I Steven had. Spielberg makes a movie. He's like, yeah, I wish I'd done that better. I yeah. think a lot of or I wish I, I did never did that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I never made that movie. I guess every, they have that. every filmmaker does that. <laughs> yeah, want to change something after it's done. And it's kind of mind blowing to see like some film like Martin Scorsese. I hear like sometimes it takes him five, ten years to get a project up and running. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that movie Silence was like a twenty-year passion project of his. Like. Hmm. Hmm. You know, Christopher Nolan can just walk in to Warner Bros. and ask for $180 million. Right. Oh, yeah. Tell there them to go, go fuck themselves if they want to see the screenplay. And they're like, here you go. There's right. a check. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. You could say the same thing for James Gunn now. Because James Gunn earned himself so much like credibility with oh, yeah. Marvel and yeah. DC and then whatever, like anything that he's been doing. He's There's just, a few filmmakers like that. Yeah. I'm sure Tarantino could go to whoever yeah. and... They'll scratch him a check for however much he wants. I think Snyder could almost do the same thing. Right now, anyway. Oh, yeah. Zach Must Snyder. be nice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't so, know. So, I, you're, you're, so it used to be Marcus Cook who did like all the indie filmmakers, FX and stuff, and he worked on pretty much all our movies. And then he moved, and I think Carl's pretty much the standard right now for FX. Um, pretty if much. If anybody asks for who's yeah, good at FX, I always... It's getting, Tag them and, yeah, uh, it's definitely getting there. Like, are people I, doing stuff? There are, yeah, there's um, a couple of projects that I'm on right now. Um, I think the latest one, uh, Mace Walker, I think she was in yeah. here not too long yeah, ago. She, yeah, she's been here twice, actually. Okay, yeah, um, she's... Are you going to do her stuff in North Carolina? Yeah, she's nice. currently working That's on awesome. a film, yeah. But, um, yeah, we're just uh, in development right now. Well, they are, but... Um, what is it? She's pretty intense, Mace. Like she, yeah. She had a lot of shit go wrong on her movie, and it was amazing well, that first she, movie. yeah, her yeah. Uh, her last movie. Um, but she, 
she just persevered, man. Like she just never gave up and just kept going and going and going and going, no matter what pressure she was under, yeah. what people were saying about her. Um, yeah, I kind definitely. of admire that for a 20 year old kid. Like it's just, I think she was like 18 when she yeah, first she was 17 oh, yeah. when yeah, she wrote so. the script. And, oh yeah. There was so, like a lot of ambition there. Yeah. So. She's definitely ambitious. So, um, I hope it works out for her on this new one. Seems um, pretty cool. Yeah, no, like, um, I just finished reading the script, so, yeah, like, it's, it definitely has a good, interesting plot there, and Mm -hmm. the fact that they're going to have it in sort of the middle of nowhere, North Carolina, is definitely going to add to the creepy tone of it all, Right. but, um, yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to that one, especially getting out of Florida for a little while. Oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Got uh, other ones in the pipeline? Um, there's a couple more, um, I'm still, the thing is I've spent this past month trying to find a new place, uh, yeah. which I just did. I'm actually going to be moving to Gulfport tomorrow. Um, oh, nice. yeah, nice. but, uh, yeah, for renting a house has become, I don't know if it ever was, but I've always rented apartments Yes. and usually how that is you, when it comes to renting apartments, you want to start, you want to lock something in at least two months in advance, yeah, right. maybe a month. And then it's like a, you know, three, $500 security deposit with, you know, first month's rent, pretty standard shit. Well, a house, they want you to move in right away. Mm-hmm. And I knew this rule. So I kind of like waited before searching and then everybody wanted three times to rent up front. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. And yeah. for just... Something the market's insane right now for housing. Buying oh, yeah. And it's like 15, oh, yeah. $1,500 it's for just basic. It's just because like there's a, too many damn people that live here yeah. and not enough houses. And a lot of people moving here. Like, look at all the, like, how many apartment buildings are getting being built lately. Oh, yeah. Like, it's down 19. There's, like, two or three of them. Well, all, the, all, all the new developments that are even down by, like, Apollo Beach, there's all these developments still in, like, like building right yeah, now. Like, crazy. it's ridiculous. Like, right now, if you see something being built, it's either an apartment building or a storage unit. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of storage units that went like, up. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, Tampa's getting even It's, like, so funny that people, like, get a storage unit to put all their Christmas stuff in it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you could, like, literally buy all new Christmas stuff every year and save you about $700. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, I actually needed the storage space so I could put more body parts in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we all need those for, yeah, right? Right. That's why I like these warehouses because uh, it's uh, you could throw a whole lot of shit in there. Like I got a whole warehouse that you, uh, you haven't seen yet. <laughs> You're gonna see that in a second uh, when we get done here. Um, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, or you may not know that uh, Carl actually made my head that gets chopped off in the uh, last yeah, couple of movies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know about that. He's been in two movies, and yeah, it has the a uh, detachable tongue too. That's yeah, right. yes, it does. It sure does. I don't, know, I don't want to know places. Yeah, I don't want to know what Sean does with that thing. <laughs> the tongue has definitely been placed. He sent me some uh, behind-the-scenes photos of naked cannibal campers. Like, yeah, yeah. He yeah. didn't leave much to the imagination of fun. what he does with that thing. So it was definitely. I, I, I wanted to come back in the next movie, isn't it? Is it? In yeah, the, it's gonna be in a pit. Like there's a pit with all these body parts in it, and it's gonna yeah. be in there. Nice. I think so. that'll be my contribution to the film right there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I think we're also gonna have you uh, do um, makeup. We got three girls, and they're gonna be like scary witch faces. And uh, I mean, it's literally only like a maybe five second shot, but. That one, yeah, I think that one is still. I did talk to him a little bit about that at um, Tampa Bay Screams. Yeah, because uh, David, uh, 
the guy who made the comic book. Mm-hmm. Like he came by and showed me pictures of it. And he's, yeah, they got like the sharp things and the demonic faces and stuff. Right. right? So um, I think Sean is still on the fence about if he nah, wants to do that. Nah, we're doing it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to him about that. I'll put my I foot just, down on that one. We got to get you hear it. that, Sean? Sean, he said he's put his foot down. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get castings of all the girls' faces if they're going to have like those, the type of prosthetics that were used in the comic. Well, there was no prosthetics used in the comic books, but to match their faces that were in the comic mm. books. Good times. But uh, yeah, sure it'll be expensive. a fun project. Yeah. I, when, where do you get these ideas for different prosthetics? Like, if someone just tells you what they want to do, and you're like, "How do I do that?" What, what was the biggest thing that stumped you the most? Biggest thing that stumped me the most. It's like how like that, how do you figure out how to like if somebody yeah. says, "Hey, I want to do this." Like, how do you figure out? How to it's, do it? Like, like I want to do a, like like I, w- I want to do an axe to someone's head and like and just have it like stuck there or like how would you, how would what? you like right. do something? Well, Carl like that? makes makes like weapons and tools and like in uh, Dead Residents he made us a hammer. Oh yeah, I remember that one. And, oh yeah, um, and the brick. And yeah, the and brick. they're so like light, like you can attach them to the head and they look real. Like it's pretty crazy. Yeah, there was um. The brick was a little tricky at first. I wouldn't say yeah, that we was, put blood in it, right? And, it uh, was yeah, like it was finding the right kind of foam, like that was porous enough to where the blood would come out. Or? It, yeah, it was firm enough to where it would have an impact on that blood pack, but it wasn't hard enough to where it would hurt the actor. So right. there's, I think that was the best part of that. I whole remember movie. that scene. I, I remember that scene very. That was like, the best part of the whole movie. Yeah. Was him <laughs> smashing <laughs> the damn brick. <laughs> I think, yeah, like, Sean was, like, really giddy when he did that thing. Like, (laughs) when I got on set that day, that was, like, the first thing that they showed me was that scene with the brick. (laughs) And he was fucked up for a couple days, too, after that. Yeah, he was. Um, I mean, we all were. That that, that built, that house is terrible. That house was awful. It was awful. Yeah, it was, was like, I don't know. The movie was awful. I don't, it's actually, it's got a lot of good reviews. I was, I was going to say, I'm like, I don't get it. Well, we've already <laughs> gone through your taste and everyone else's taste. We've, yeah, got, we've gone through this <laughs> on many, on many I'm not a found, I'm not a found footage. I don't really yeah. like the found footage. I think that kind of the found footage thing's kind of died out, I think. Like, I haven't seen any found footage movies coming out. Well, they actually they did. They were coming um, out a lot. Like, every, every year there was probably four or five of them that were coming yeah. out. It's, now, it's, well, it's not so much the fact that it's found footage anymore. Like during the whole uh, coronavirus thing, they made a couple of films where it's people live streaming. Yeah, yeah. computers. And stuff. I think uh, one of them was called Host, and yeah, yep. I haven't seen that one yet. It was actually it was pretty. Decent. Was it good? Yeah, I, 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 I get them confused with what that other movie that was basically unfriended, unfriended, and those yeah. unfriended two, and then there was another. That's good. Unfriended 2 made no sense whatsoever. But uh, <laughs> Actually, the coolest movie like that is The Den. Did you ever see The Den? Yeah. No. It was about a, a chat site, uh, like a chat room called The Den. Yeah. And um, like, I think the whole movie took place on the computer. And it was really good. Like, it was a really good. That was probably the best movie I've seen like that. Also, that one with... Uh, the dude from Harold and Kumar. I was just going to say that. I was, that, that was, it was all done on the yeah, computer screen. that was a really like, good movie, too. Like, all through the computer screen and webcams. Like, yeah, that was That good. whole movie was... I, I never saw that, but yeah, I, like, I heard it was good. 
Like, I, I don't, I, I'm curious that's, to see that. That's amazing that you can film a whole movie on a computer screen and have it, like, interesting. Yeah. Keep you engaged. Yeah. There was another one with Elijah Woods and um, Sasha Gray. I think yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Open Windows. Open Windows, that's it. Yeah. That one was decent, yeah. Hmm. That was Sasha Gray? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Sasha Gray was a retired porn star now. Yeah. So, to anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, yeah I had no idea. Yeah. Interesting. No idea. <laughs> Say it. Interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I watched a few movies and series and stuff over the last week. Um, went and saw Old. With your abundance of time. I want to see that. How was that? Um, it was it was good. I would put it, of all his movies, I'd put it kind of in the middle of the pack. It had some really cool stuff in it, and the story was really cool. The end's a little goofy, but... The goofy ending, I don't think, ruined the movie. Okay. It was just kind of like, all right, that ending was kind of weird. But the movie overall, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. And it had a lot of neat things in it. Um, and then... Uh, I have a, a hate, hate, love relationship with M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, Actually, <laughs> no one ever talks about it, but he's got a, a show on, I think it's on Apple TV, called The Servant. Okay. And that show is messed up. Like, but it's is it good messed so up or just good. messed yeah, up? Yeah, it's, okay. it's awesome. <laughs> right. um, it's about this uh, nanny that this family gets this nanny yeah. to watch their newborn baby and uh, or basically to take care of their newborn baby. And the mom's like all kind of kooky. And the baby's like not real. It's like a doll. Like the basically the mom had a miscarriage and they kept uh... and they put a like one of those life life looking babies yeah as her baby and she takes care of it like it's a real baby and it's the weirdest shit and like all this weird shit happens in that show and what does the nanny do the nanny like takes care of the freaking fake baby <laughs> but it's it so, so it's familiar so weird um but it's really good like i i really enjoy it it's only like i think it's like 6 or 7 episodes um that is weird. But that was one of the better things that he's done. Actually, I put out a list the other day. I did Six Sense Unbreakable. Oh, yeah. I, saw I that. think I'm putting that one third. Like, it was that good. I really enjoyed it. Oh, wow. I saw that The Village wasn't last, though. Uh, oh, Lady in the Water, dude. That, uh, I've never. I, I, like I said, movie I, was after, so the, after I've seen The Village, I I swore off yeah, pretty much yeah. at night. Like, I, was just, I liked The Village more than Lady in the Water. It was a mess, man. Lydia, I mean, how does he still get work? Honestly, <laughs> honest, after um, after he did After Earth, he was pretty much blacklisted from yeah, Hollywood. Was it was um, The Visit. He had to... He completely, I haven't seen The Visit. I, can, I need to watch is that. Is that the Alien Encounter one? No, The no. Visit was the the found footage film where yeah, the kids go to visit their, their grandparents oh, and stuff like yeah. that. It's actually really good. Um, yeah, I've heard it was good. Yeah, but I, that's, I, I didn't know that was his. Yeah, it was... Well, he... He did it like he funded the entire thing. Nobody would right. give him money to make found it on the footage. film. You want to make a yeah. cheap movie? Make it found footage. Uh-huh. <laughs> and even after that, like the the profit he made from that movie when it finally got distribution, like nobody would still give him money. Yeah. So the money he made from that movie, he did. Uh, he funded Split with it. Right. And when Split oh. became a success, that's when people started like warming up Giving to M Night again. again. I mean, I like Split. Cool. I like Split was good, yeah. I like Split. But uh, watched uh, Fear Street. 
the sixteen hundred yep. yeah, and that. whatever. I saw that, yeah. Uh, the third one was pretty good. But also, good. it was 1994 Part Two. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like the old Salem witchy stuff. See, like, I, I like that stuff. I, didn't, I don't like period stuff. No. I, I don't. I'm not a period movie guy either, but I like that setting, the witches and the weird goats and shit like that. I was a little concerned when they went back to 1660. I thought they were gonna yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise oh, bitch, where right. <laughs> like the first two are good, and they're like, "Fuck it, let's bring it back to like 13th century Japan for some stupid ass reason." Yeah, I like that. I like the way they did that though with the trilogy, and they released one a week. I I thought that was freaking awesome. I thought they did a great job with the movies. Definitely, um, yeah. A couple of the characters were kind of like mm, I didn't really care for, but I thought overall I thought it was great. What was your favorite kill? Oh, my favorite kill was the beginning of the first one, 1994. Okay, the screen in the mall. Thing? Yeah. What was your that favorite? Was awesome. yeah. Actually, the the uh, bread slicer kill was. I awesome was actually too. gonna say uh, that one because yeah. that one was great. You think those two are actually gonna survive to the end? Like it's gonna oh, yeah. be one of those movies where like they Nobody all end up dies. surviving. Yeah. And then, uh, Wait, didn't she sleep with that the, the the boy, the kid, the? I think she, she made out. Yeah, I think they made out in the yeah. closet or something, and then they came out, and then like, how old was he supposed to be? I'm just curious. I, I, don't, I think he was like 14, 14 or something, 15. probably a freshman in high school or something. The thing that kind of got me, and I guess it kind of, I'm they weren't exactly going for realism here, but it's just like everybody was just so cool with how everything turned out. Like, right? Yeah, you know, like that kid was just. Like, he thought he was going to, like, date that girl. Like, they were going to be together or some shit. And then she just gets her head thrown to a bread slicer. <laughs> at the end, he's just with his sister, like, fuck it, I'll order a pizza. Like, right. let's just <laughs> pretend none of this happened. Yeah. And um, there was another uh, in the which one. Um, what was that, 1666 or 16? Yeah, 1666. Anyway, when she was in the, like, trying to get out of that cave and he, like, cut her hand off. Yeah. Dude. That was, was awesome. Brutal. Brutal. I was like, what a great effect. Like, it looked so good. My, my favorite one was one uh, the, with the camp one, when the axe to the face of that one guy. That was that was my favorite kill. Like, it just, it just yeah, that was showed the one. whole thing going, right. bam, oh, bam. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I was, like, his first kill, I think it was his That's what I, I think I enjoyed most about the series was the, the kills were, like, yeah. they were brutal yeah. kills. Like, they weren't just, like, bullshit off-screen stuff. Like, they were showing the gore and... Uh, I, I thought they did a good job with the trilogy. Yeah, it was they're supposedly going to be making a bunch more um, stuff like in that type of thing. That's what I always felt was missing from the slasher films was the actual slashing. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just a knife, close up of a knife, like especially swinging down on something. Recent stuff has kind of been kind of tamed down. And, yeah. Well, with the slashes, a lot of it, a lot of the kills are, like realistic. They're not very like. Like elaborate, a lot of them are just like stabbed to the throat or sliced to the throat. Or well, it's just... even it's even like the Scream series. Like going back and watching that, it was just Got you really like fish. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> you really don't see any brutal kills in there, and like a lot of it is in Scream Four off screen, <laughs> and then you just see the body afterwards. Yeah, and it's yeah, Scream well, Four well, kind of went a little overboard on it. That one, I'd have to watch it. One again. of my favorite, the scene oh. where the girl's getting killed across the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he oh. hangs her out the window. I didn't say your closet. And he hangs her out the window. Yeah, yeah. and then rips her back in, and there's like the whole room is just gore. And then her guts are out. Um, yeah. But that that's a, that that's great. like um, 
um, reminiscent from the first one when uh, Steve's guts were gutted in the first mo- scene with uh, Drew Barrymore. The boyfriend yeah. was gutted. Right, but, right. It, I mean, you didn't see anything. You just saw, no, you just saw guts, his guts fall out. Saw, oh, my God, his guts, his guts were out and stuff like that in the first one. See, I actually watched... I saw a trailer, like, out of the many trailers, like, they they did that stupid-ass thing where they're like, you won't believe who the killer is. And 20 minutes into the film, I had a hunch who the killer was, so I just skipped to the end. And which movie? Uh, Scream 4. Like, oh, they, Scream 4. They, it was like the same with the Taking Lives movie. I don't know if you ever saw that. The one with Angelina Jolie? Yeah, yeah. Angelina Jolie. And, like, the trailer is set up to where um, Kiefer Sutherland, like... He's in the trailer, and like he clearly comes off as a serial killer. Mm. And they did that. You won't believe who the killer is. And right when I saw that, I was like, Ethan Hawke's a killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's how it was with Scream 4. Like, when they said that, I watched it for 20 minutes, like, got to know the, like, the character introduction. And then it was like Nancy's cousin or niece yeah, or whatever the hell. Right. Like, I was like, she's the killer. And like, I just skipped to the end. I was like, all right. Yeah, I was right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked. I like. I actually liked how they did. Like, uh, Scream Five is coming out, right? Yeah, yeah. They're making that. I don't know where. I think they, they finished. They just finished cutting it together, so it's like done. Last Halloween, I don't know when they're releasing it yet. Last Halloween, I was like dicking around on Netflix, and I saw they had a Scream series. Yeah, yeah they were actually oh, three seasons in. Dude, actually, the first two seasons are really good. Like actually, the first season is awesome. I didn't know anything about this until last year. And then the like, third we're season, three seasons deep into it. Yeah, the third season took a shit, but the the first two seasons were awesome. But it sucks that the, the third season sucked because they brought fucking Ghostface back. <laughs> yeah, and they tried to um like they changed the mask and everything in the first two seasons. In the first two, like it's not the Ghostface mask; it's like some weird like almost it's kind it's of it's like a surgical mask. mask with it's, some like yeah, it's a surgical mask stuff on. But um. Yeah, those I got into those series, man. They were good. Oh, no. the and there, there was another series. I would skip the third one. But yeah, I, the yeah, third one was uh, shit. Yeah, I wouldn't even. I mean, you could watch it. It's it's basically like. Uh, See, I think I started it on the third season because uh, I thought I had no. The first idea. two were the best. The first two were. Really oh, it was good. like Scream in the Hood. That's basically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's what it because like after maybe fifteen minutes, it was just background noise for me because I was just working. Halloween's a busy season for yeah, the, the online store, so I'm like literally just working on a whole bunch of shit. Just it's background noise, so I don't like get in my own head. Right. Yeah, yeah. There was another show. I think it was like Slasher or something like that. Yeah, I watched the first like. Three or four episodes, and I thought it was pretty good. I just never finished I it think for some I reason. I think it was like three seasons yeah, of that, Yeah, there's three too. or four seasons yeah, of that, Yeah, that's actually pretty good, too, if you want to get into uh, one of the Netflix shows. It's yeah. basically set up like Scream, but it's like, it's a, it's a whodunit. It's right, a, it's okay. A, it's, it's actually pretty good. I think it's still on Netflix. I yeah, think, I think so. I uh, like mystery more than I like horror. Like, the... The problem with it now is, especially old horror, like, whenever they do gore effects... If I see a lifted edge or something That's like the problem. that, you can't. You're like judging. Oh, you're yeah. You're, you're <laughs> looking for the imperfections. <laughs> you're not even looking for the imperfections. Like, um, what was that? A uh, Glamo del Toro film, um, Crimson Peak. Oh yeah, yeah. The opening scene was like a close up of that girl. It was basically the the ending mm-hmm. before they go back to the, where it all began. But mm-hmm. she had this cut on her face, and I could just see like. The edge the outline, there where yeah. it just wasn't blended. And the, the entire movie, 
I'm just looking for all the imperfections <laughs> at this point. Like I couldn't even focus on the story. I was like this. That's, that's what sucks yeah. about filmmaking is like you watch oh, yeah. things differently now. Mm-hmm. You like kind of oh, yeah. nitpick stuff. I watch how they cut things together. I uh, I try to like step away from that and just watch it and enjoy it. Um, well, cause I, it's hard. I, I, I watch this this the like the sickening handheld that a lot of people do. Like it is. I hate like hold it together. Like stop yeah. moving the camera so much. Yeah. Like sometimes. I, I, I sometimes it, sometimes it gets a little. Sometimes no, sometimes it works, but sometimes like you can actually see the guy walking with the camera. Like yeah. yeah. Like like I'm like man, just get a freaking gimbal. Like come on, now. I hate it. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> usually just how it is. Like um, well when I was doing uh, Dorset was another short film I did. Um, and that's all one continuous shot with all practical effects. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was basically just a um, a promo short film, like to show what the company Crimson Hands Effects can actually do. So it's like a reel. Basically. It's yeah, it's it's basically its own reel, but it's a short narrative, and mm-hmm. it has the stuff in there. Like one of the things is squibs. Mm-hmm. Like from a filmmaker's point of view. Like, this is pretty much a wet dream for them because it's not cutting away. It's not trying to cheat anything. It's like you got bullet squibs going off and stuff like this. And, you know, if you've ever done that on set, you know how hard it is. Yeah, really hard. There's like a lot of rehearsal and setup. And yeah. sometimes you don't get ignition. Or if you're doing uh, the CO2 squibs, like you got that tube in there. Well, if the actor like moves or something, that tube is going to move the opposite direction. Yeah. So, you know, they're getting shot right here, but blood's coming out right over there. So, um, we were going to do the whole gimbal thing for that one. But uh, just decided at the end, I think after a run, like, it was just way too smooth. And we wanted to have this, like, most of the film is, like, we're following behind this this one character right. going down a trail in a park. And it just looked a lot more effective if we had that, like, fluid cam, like, handheld look. I mean, I shoot mostly that, like, handheld. Um, I like the dynamic of it, especially on movies with no budget. Yeah. Um, It gives that extra, I guess, indie feel to it or something. And um, I don't know. I've always liked it. Um, I very rarely will use a tripod or Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you use a gimbal. No, I don't use gimbals. Yeah. It's too, it, you know what? I hate uh, a lot of rap music videos have the gimbals, and I don't like the way it looks. Like where they're doing that moving around shit, and it's just like while they're standing there rapping, the things moving at them and yeah. stuff. And I just think it looks weird. Well, it's not only I, it's I think too I clean. Like I, I like that well, rough, yeah, grindhousey indie look. Yeah, but you don't want that in music videos. It's, I like that. I don't know. I, th- I think I've seen one. some of the rap videos you're talking about. It's not only the fact that they're using a gimbal, but they're also using that warp stabilizer shit. Yeah. Like, like right. and yeah, like it just it makes things it look. It just weird. looks too mechanical, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it just it's don't like, look right. What the hell are you even going for here? Well, like right. in some music videos, you want to have that smoothness, and but like unless there's a narrative to the music video, that's when you'll just do all handheld. Because what there's a narrative to the to the music right. video and the it's, story. That's the thing is most of the music good. videos I've done has been like. A storyline to it, and yeah, you know, like I've had the rappers that for. just want to stand in front of a car and rap. I'm like, oh wow, how original! Right in front of a brick wall, uh, yeah, they, graffiti wall. If they like dropped acid or LSD or some <laughs> shit before the video started, and you're like, okay, that whole gimbal, gimbal weird 
warp stabilizer shit works for this right. because I did do a, a music video for guys and they were smoking weed the entire shoot. Like we were shooting for like five hours and they were all freaking fried. And how high were you? I was pretty high. I, mean, I had a contact high. We had a scene in the car where I had to. Sh- there were three people in the seat in the scene. I had to shoot each one separate as we're driving, and they're smoking like. And the I got to the third guy, and he couldn't even like lip sync properly because he was so <laughs> fucked up. And I was like, oh my god, how are these? And then like at the end of the day, I mean, they had smoked all day, and I'm like, how are these guys like even functioning right now? Like it was amazing. It's a hobby for a lot of people. I guess. See, um, well, when we were doing the broadcast, there was uh, somebody there who uh, he was actually staying in the house, and he asked if he could just borrow some film equipment because, like, some of his rapper friends wanted to come over and like shoot a music video. Mm-hmm. Like after the set was wrapped, I was like, I don't get like just don't mess don't anything up, and I don't <laughs> give a shit. And, he wanted some tips on how to light the thing because they were gonna like he was gonna put up the green screen. Yeah, no, and he's like, we're gonna get one of these thousand watts. And I'm just gonna put it directly in front of us. Like that's nope. no, that's terrible. <laughs> You're just gonna cast a shadow, shadow like over the green, over the green, green screen. screen. Yep. And I like told him, you know, like a a two point, you know, if you can get like a light behind them, that's great. We, there wasn't too much space to work with, but um, the next day we come back and he shows me what he got and it was just. These guys were clearly stoned out of their mind because it was like they're just they're bouncing in and out of frame. Yeah. They they got their hand like this, like they're holding guns. Like, what the fuck is that? And he was like, they're just going to like CG those guns in. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the back. He didn't even go in my lighting. He put a thousand like the thousand watt directly in front of them. So and they're like, they're all washed out. Maybe a, they're maybe a foot away from the green screen. The green screen. Oh, so it's geez. like this just. Dark I, I want to see this video. Did it ever come out? I don't think it did. Like <laughs> he was probably like, "Shit, how can we CG?" I guns? straight up told him, "I was like, this looks like shit." And <laughs> he was like, "Well, they said they dealt, they've done worse." And I was like, "Fuck it. Oh, like if they God. can figure it out, fine. More power to them." But <laughs> I'm saying from my standpoint, like I just would have had a reshot and I would have fired your ass. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, we say that almost every show. Everyone thinks they could do better that never done it before. Like right. they, unless they've actually done it. It's so funny because um, I'm on all these like filmmaker forums and groups and stuff, yeah. and um, people are constantly like, they'll ask a question, like a legit question. I mean, some people are like idiots. Hey, I need funding for my movie. Anybody here want to fund my movie? And you know, buy, like, buy my yeah, we all want to fund your movie. <laughs> so, but a lot of people have a legit question or whatever, and I'm usually a smartass. Like he'll be like. What's your biggest hurdle um, being a filmmaker? And I'm like working with human beings, you know, shit like that. Um, so some guy the other day posted, I want to make a feature film and I've got $30,000. Is that possible to make a feature for that? And I'm just like, I'll make like five features for $30,000. <laughs> and all these people are chiming in. That's impossible. You're going to spend thirty k on the sound mix and all this shit. And I'm just like, what the hell, man? Like, these people don't know what they're talking about. I mean, it depends on what kind of film you want to make. Because I was... Well, obviously. I mean, you're not going to get a movie with Brad Pitt in it yeah, for $30,000. Yeah. But you can make a movie. I mean, we just showed it. We made a movie for $1,100. And 
you know, it's just yeah. If you have the yeah, like the, if you the know how and the drive, and you got to be able to bullshit people. You know, you got to make people believe in your stuff, and they'll probably work for nothing. Yeah, but then there's <laughs> there's these people. The last cinematography gig that I was on, I actually I stopped advertising my services as a cinematographer because of this shit. It was this. I did Christ- the same thing. Yeah, it was okay. like this Christian based. Oh film. my god. Yeah. The Christian people are the worst. <laughs> I did work for two Christian people. They still owe me like eight thousand dollars. It was actually yeah. Um, They're the worst. Well, they freaking hide behind the Bible and treat you like it's garbage. Like, like yeah, it's like, the worst. Like Jesus is just looking down. Like we're like I'll front you, dog. Like we got you. Like ninety percent right. of this shit's coming from me. But um yeah, like this is their mindset. Like they can just frolic around and just. Not even give a shit, but um, yeah, there was actually when I was still Blue Light was uh, the original production. That's what the broadcast was under Blue Light Films, and um, I guess despite the fact that I'm like doing photography where it's like naked, demonic, blood-covered girls, I'm posting this on Blue Light Films page. It's still getting the attention of like Christian and religious-based filmmakers. Hmm, weird. I think it was just my Wonder cinematography why. reel that they they were interested in. Like that was actually cut pretty good, but um, yeah, they were willing to look past all the other stuff. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's work. I mean, yeah, it's not like I made this. I just shot it. You know, one was like this Nigerian priest or something like that, and um, he didn't even have a script. Like he had thirty pages of just this weird, un like it was a script, but it wasn't formatted in script. And then most of the dialogue, it was just like, we'll be improvised between actor and director. <laughs> like, that's what it would Sounds say. Good. Sounds so, like Dead Residence. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I backed out of that. And then the next one was this, um, I don't know, an art, an atheist art dealer or something like that. He gets a kidney donated from a Christian, and then he's trying to, like, win her, win her interest and... I don't even know. Like, the script wasn't even finished for that one. It was, like, two different stories. There was a murder mystery in this thing, too, colliding together. I got on there to do a trailer. Like, for the whole day, we got this trailer knocked out. And then she wanted me to come back for the the feature and stuff. Well, it was a bare-bones crew. Like, I had a lighting guy. She hired a sound person. And for three days... That's a lot of crew for me. Well, yeah. <laughs> she even had some friends like SPAs and stuff like that. But um, I don't. For some reason, the last day that I was on set, like I was trying to teach her, like you know, only do. She wanted to do this like Legends of the Fall, No Country for Old Men type cinematography shit, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, we need a lot more crew, right? And uh, I don't get that. Yeah, like she didn't. She just thought we could do that with two people, and. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> we did that day, and then a few months later, she came back, and she said she wasn't going to have a sound guy, because there wasn't much dialogue anyway, and was like, okay, she's like, we're just going to do ADR. It's like, all right. Yeah. Luckily, not luckily, like, <laughs> I had my sound gear on me, like, a couple of lab mics, and, um... The boom mic, like that was in the car from another thing that I just forgot to take out. We get to that set. There's like ten pages of script here, five different locations. It's all one day. Uh, 
and Five everything days. has dialogue. Her plan was I was going to shoot this shit, and then yeah, after we the get all the in. scenes, yeah, Jeez. like whip out the audio gear and then do everyone's like <laughs> audio on set. She was gonna do it that day on the ADR. We did do it that day, oh like, but I was already like, why like, did I just record it while you're seeing it? Like, she oh she God. she didn't have a sound person. Like, she didn't even bother to hire one for that day. And it was like, Jeez. you just you're going against every piece of advice I gave you. Right. And there was this whole thing about me mansplaining. So I was like, no, like this is textbook shit. Like, men, women, gays, bla- yeah, like transgenders. If you're a filmmaker, you need to follow this method. This right. isn't mansplaining shit. This is just how it's done. Wow. Like Jeez. you're trying to Christian explain how it's done. <laughs> yeah. I, I stopped I stopped doing like advertising for me to shoot stuff and edit stuff because I got tired of chasing money. I got tired of people canceling the day of the shoot. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. not showing up. Like it's just ridiculous. And I was just like, you know what? I don't need this shit. Especially when you So I only work with people that I've worked with before, you know. I got a couple gigs that are are regular, and that's all I need. Like, I don't need to deal with all the bullshit. There's just too much. Like the guy that wanted the green screen video. Yeah. He's texting me, like, two weeks in a row. Hey, we're going to do this in a couple weeks. I'll let you know the date. And I'm like, okay, just let me know the date, and we'll make it happen. I haven't heard back from him. Mm, And it's just like, and that was, what, a month ago when we talked about that? Yeah, a little bit. And I did a music video for him before. And this is what he's doing. So it's just like, I don't even need to deal with this shit no more. Maybe he's got COVID. I don't know. <laughs> there was actually, before the whole Christian lady, there was actually this um, music production company based out of, uh, I don't even know if it was New York or Miami. But um, they wanted me to finish the rest of this music video. Like, it's about a, one of these coming-of-age songs. Like, the Spanish singer, he starts off in New York, and then he does, like, a cross-country, you know, finding yourself mm-hmm. sort of road trip there and he at the end of the music video he sees this girl he used to go to like preschool with or some shit and she's in miami she's also a musician like singing in bars and they like reconnect uh i saw the footage they got from new york and north carolina they've been shooting the thing for a year so they kept yeah this guy but he the kept, song's old by now like well, yeah, well, <laughs> it gets even better. Um, he kept setting updates. He's like, all right, but they weren't going to shoot in Miami. They were going to shoot in the Clearwater area because it did. There were some Miami looking spots and even Ebor. Um, so he'd set up two days, like, and I'm working 80 hours a week at the Chinese restaurant, a weekends, of course. So that's like $300 right there that I'm fucked out of if I don't show up cancels you know set it up again cancels third time cancels like the third time he canceled uh we got on the phone with him and uh the producer of the thing and i asked him i was like can somebody like send me a track to this thing apparently it was the singer he kept backing out the last minute I was like, can someone send me a track to this song too so i can get like a feel for what it is because i've just been seeing b-roll footage Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, we don't have a song yet. track. Oh, but jeez. I was like, what? <laughs> How do you like have this, a story with no song? It's like you guys just started doing this music video and spent over a year working on it. You don't even have a song recorded yet? 
He's like, well, the the singer, like, Jeez. we keep setting up sessions, but he keeps coming up with excuses, and people are tripped. He probably can't sing. That's probably the excuse they should say. I think <laughs> that's what it was. Like, they just hired this. He's a singer for hire. He didn't even right. write the song. Like, someone else wrote it. And, you know, the, the band, they hired another band, and it was just insane. So, like, <laughs> they, uh, they called me back up. And, well, like, uh, I think about a month later, they said that they actually fired that singer. Like, they're scrapping the entire project. And they're like, but we, we got some commercials lined up that we want you to, you know, be a part of. Like, can you clear three days for this date? And I was like, all right, but this shit needs to be legit. Like, I can't keep doing this. He's like, no, 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 it's legit. It's legit. They canceled. Jeez, yeah, so he tried calling back several times after that. I just never answered the phone. People suck. Yeah. What? This is, it's an LLC, like, music production company, too. Like, so I I don't get how this was so unprofessionally handled. Right. Wow. Which goes back to my, what's the hardest part of making movies, working with human beings. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If you could not have to work with humans, you're good. Oh, yeah. yeah. If, I, if, I, if I knew how to do CGI, like, I would do everything CGI. Right. Like, I, I would just do it that way. Wait, did you work with... Did you work on the Jasmine Tri Devil? Um, I didn't. Yeah, I was her makeup artist. I was the one who put the third tit on her. But um, see, I don't, I don't want to say the music video that I helped her out with because it was very reluctant, and I told her I didn't want credit for it because it's subject matter. So I'm not really going to go into. It. I don't want people looking that up. All right. But um, yeah, like she, I don't really know what she's doing now. But I did. She's still doing videos and stuff. Yeah, she's uh, she's doing the makeup now. So you know, I was you, doing her reality show. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. What a fucking disaster! <laughs> it was hilarious, man. She paid me a lot of money too, and we, uh, I got me, uh, my girlfriend at the time, and Marcus, my nephew, and I had three cameras rolling at all times, and this was shit, and. I, when I first met her, I'm like, look, you have an amazing idea right now. People will watch this show, okay? Make one episode really good as a pilot and send it out, and somebody will pick this, this show up. I guarantee it. No, I want to shoot 10 episodes. I'm like, you're out of your mind if you want to shoot 10 episodes. So these episodes were – so this girl – to give the backstory, so she had a third breast implant, like like Terminator or not Terminator, uh, Total Recall. Yeah. yeah, the third breast in, implant, and um, she was trying to make a show about her everyday life having a third implant. And no lie, we would go to like the Pegasus Lounge, like a bar, and I would sit there shooting like an hour of her sitting there drinking drinking drinks for an hour. And I'm just like, <laughs> we're going to use maybe like 20 seconds of this shot, but she would not let you cut the cameras. We had three cameras rolling at all times and she was mic separately. So we had to sync audio to. So I told her at one point we, we shot probably like six or seven days. And I, I told her, I said, look, if you ask me, and she was going to edit herself. So I'm like, here's the thing. If you asked me to edit this footage, 
to make shows, I would charge you like $80,000. I'm not even kidding because it'll take me probably two years out of my life to edit this thing together. Like it's impossible. And so she just wouldn't listen. She wouldn't listen. And she had an amazing idea. And I think people would have watched it cause she was like, she was nuts. Like she had a lot of, well, she was kooky. Uh, she had a guy that was her slave and kept him in a cage and at one point she carved she started carving her name in his chest with a knife and we went to one of the shoots and the guy was like in the house and he was like you guys need to help like he took us aside he's like you guys need to help me escape and we're like what he's like yeah like she stole my driver's license she stole my keys to my car like i can't i can't leave she locks me in the house and when she goes away she puts me in a cage and he didn't want to be there and she was like keeping him as a slave and he's a young kid too i mean he was probably 17 18 years old like he wasn't very old and i was just like this chick is nuts and uh she went it was funny because she went um she went to las she went on a radio show in orlando and blew up like she was everywhere tmz uh all the tabloid shows, like all over the radio, all over the news, like news people were coming to her house and interviewing her. She blew up, like went viral overnight. Wow. Then, oh, I just want to say, yeah. like, while she was on the phone with that news station, like, I was putting the third tit on her. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was 48 hours called me and said they wanted to come to my house and interview me. And I'm like, how the hell do you guys even know? Because I didn't advertise it or, like, we were way underground like i didn't want anybody to know when i was doing this and 48 hours calls me and says are you the camera crew for jasmine tridel and i'm like yeah like how do you know that and they're like oh we we know we know um would you mind if we came to your house to interview you guys like we want to know like the scoop and at this point we were kind of like on the outs like we weren't we didn't want to do the show anymore because she was such a disaster and um she had flown to Las Vegas uh, to see Chris Angel for her birthday. So she flew to Vegas, and then on her way back, someone went on the conveyor belt and stole her suitcase, St like took it off and stole it. <laughs> so she went to file a report, and in the report was third breast prosthetic. And um, so I guess the security guy that found the report – leaked it or whatever and her fame was over after that um well, but like, she went viral and then literally like two days later was canceled <laughs> there was there was actually a lot of things there because um yeah like because uh, that whole that tsa thing at the airport like that actually happened a few months before she went viral like so yeah somebody oh did it happen it, yeah, like that happened maybe a couple, maybe two months before it went viral. But um, yeah, that's what it was. Like when she did go viral, I guess the TSA agent yeah. who had that report was like, oh, wait, I know this girl. And like posted that online. And there was also this, um, I think it was like a German podcast or something like that. Like they were local to Tampa, but they came to her house to do an interview one of the people on crew had a uh, thermal camera. So oh. he, he snapped a picture of her and he posted that online as well. Like probably around the same day right. of just this 
orange figure with this like blue <laughs> fucking thing right here. So uh, yeah, like I was still, I was trying to like give her advice too. Like as yeah. all this, like all this shit is just crumbling to the ground. It was a um, disaster. Somebody, she got flagged. She got reported a lot for her uh, Facebook page, which was yeah. getting a lot of attention. But it got taken down, like maybe four or five days after it went viral. And uh, and I know I was like the third or fourth camera crew that she went through, like. But I needed the money at the time, and I'm like, I don't, I don't give a shit. I'll shoot anything for money. I don't care. She wanted me to do it. Like and it was a mess. It, it was a mess. Um, but the one of the funniest things we went to. Uh, she went to. Uh, but uh, wait, more importantly, did that guy ever escape? I don't know. Probably. I mean, he wasn't there. Yeah. Like, I never saw him. You never saw him? Every time yeah. I went there, he was there. And it was weird. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, we went to a, we went to a, a beauty pageant in, Palm, in a Palm Beach, West Palm Beach. And we all got in her car, drove down to this, fashion, this uh, beauty pageant. And now uh, she's got a third breast, and she entered a beauty pageant, right? So we get there. We get to the hotel where they're having it, and uh, she checks in, and the people are kind of like, everybody's looking at her. Well, we find out that this beauty pageant is pretty much for kids, and their moms are like participating with them, and so they were freaked out. Like the, the judges and stuff were freaked out. So we had a meeting in this big room with the, all the judges saying, you know, you're going to be respectful and blah blah blah, or we're going to kick you out. And she was like, I'm here to compete. Like I'm not here for anything other than to win this contest. So they let her participate in this contest. And so the first day actually went pretty good. It wasn't too bad. And then the second day happens. And she she comes on. They had a bikini, uh, like a bathing suit competition. And she comes out, and she is wearing like this, this like little uh, camisole thing over top over her. She gets on the stage. And the announcer was saying stuff about each contestant, like their likes and their ambitions and all this stuff. And the lady goes, Jasmine has a third breast that she uses to create cancer, breast cancer awareness. And she takes her camisole. <laughs> the fucking place was like, everybody was just like, had their jaw dropped on the ground. And she walks out and, um, the people are fucking pissed off at her. And they they said, the judges want to talk to you right now. So we're following her with the cameras. And they were like, no cameras, no cameras. But we kept the audio rolling. And uh, so she comes out. She comes running out. And she's like, we got to go. We got to go. So we, like, grabbed all our stuff and, like, ran into the car and dove in the car and took off. And I'm just like, this chick is nuts, man. And, like, that was – I think that was the last shoot we ever did with her. Um, because I, I talked to her again. I'm like, Jasmine, look, listen to me. You got to make just one episode and pitch it. And she just didn't listen. And now so she's probably got 800 hours of footage with separate audio and nothing will ever happen with it. And she spent a lot of money on that thing too, on that whole thing. Well, even the music videos, like there was one that I did edit. It was called thirsty boys. Is that and the one where the guys are in? cages and stuff or she's walking them down the sidewalk and um no that was actually just a, a regular video that was that was from <laughs> cell phone footage from somebody else like she was walking 
Yeah, it was like three so guys. My nephew in that was working with us was actually in one of the videos, and uh, I'm like, dude. Oh, that was. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, there was like a bunch of guys, and they were. Yeah, I I had I nothing to do with that yeah. one, but um, I don't even know if that one's still on our channel. But I don't. Uh, th- I tried finding it the other day. I couldn't find it. Thirsty boys, like it. I haven't checked it in a while, but like there was, it would come and go. Like she would, you know. T- take it down and put it back up but she ended up reshooting the video like three times or something yeah and yeah like she originally wanted me to do that one as well and i was like okay what's what's this one about she was like it's uh a bunch of guys like one of them looks like little wayne picking cotton in a field oh my god uh Me and a bunch of other girls are going to be walking around holding assault rifles and wearing slutty Nazi uniforms. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Tell me more. And she was like, then (laughs) there's going to be three guys like sucking on my tits and the milk is just going to projectile come out, like shoot them all across the room. It's like, all right. She's like, you want to do it? I was like, no. (laughs) And she was like, she was like, this is is it the subject matter? I was like, yeah. She's like, which part? I was like, all of it. <laughs> I told her, I like, I told her I would like still be her effects artist. Like I would still put the third tit on her if she wanted. But like, as far as music videos are concerned, obviously none of that shit that involved the racism, but I was like, right. you don't need the third tit anymore. Like I tried getting that through her head. Like you can, you can be famous without that third tit. Like, right. That's just, that's a crutch you don't need anymore, and to be honest, it was just working against her at this point. Yeah, she because everybody just, knew it wasn't real. And yeah, like just like they, she kept putting her, it on. I was like, okay, this is not fun anymore. Her fifteen <laughs> minutes were up. It was just like a director constantly putting his movie back in the movie theaters, like right. just because it had a good run the first time. Like that's what it was like. She was just beating a dead horse, and she. She disagreed. She still disagrees, I'm sure, to this yeah. day. But, like, like, all right, well, I tried. Yeah. Give our input. <laughs> yeah. But now she uh, she has all this stuff, the stuff, the third tit mold and everything. And, like, I taught her how to, like, mix the, the foam latex and stuff like that. So Does she still do it? She, I don't know I if she she's does. made any more videos, but I have seen some where she put it on herself. And she just puts this, like, blur mask over the, the seam. Because I'm not doing it. And she's just repurposing this mm. this prosthetic right. that yeah. she's already used before. Like, I had to make a brand new one every single time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because, you know, you got all that makeup and shit. Like, the edge, you know, you got a bunch of glue there and stuff like that. Like, it would take maybe 90 minutes to carefully get all that shit off and preserve the edge and you just wow you don't it's just easier to just make a brand new one and like yeah the things people do for fame yeah i don't know so uh yeah like if i found something to make me famous i I mean i'd probably do it yeah i don't know how long depending on what it was that's what it was like she (laughs) just she wouldn't do anything else right yeah well i mean some people just want to hold on to that that bit of like fame and vi- like viral. Is there a word for that? For, for there was other viral. things. There was definitely other things she could have done. Like you know, does she have any talent? She was like, 
Man, you know, I would say it was talent. She was just like a train wreck that you couldn't take your eyes off of. So like <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Basically, yeah, she yeah. could have she could have done this train wreck shit without the third tip. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Like she could have kept that up. And she made, just, she had this like a honey boo boo. She had this weird <laughs> persona, and yeah. you know, I don't know. She was. I did see <laughs> I did see pictures of that uh, the guy who was her slave because like when she went viral, he did like he came up in the media. Yeah, I think he filed a didn't he file a lawsuit against her or something? No, that was all, yeah, she told him that was all bullshit. Oh, it was all like, bullshit. Well, the thing is, he was part of the act. Like when you when you saw him, she told me this, you know. So maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But he was actually paid to be there. Oh, really? And he was instructed to like, makes sense. Yeah, be in this like quietly. Maybe that was part of the act when he was like, "You gotta save me." Yeah, (laughs) that (laughs) was. Me and my girlfriend were like, "What the fuck are we supposed to do?" Like, wow, weird. Yeah, because. That's what it was. I think he was even. She probably even paid him or begged him to like run an article yeah. about how he was treated in there. Just it's the bad bad publicity bad pu- is good pu- uh, publicity. publicity. Good yeah, publicity. like, but especially when it's bad. Like she idolized Marilyn Manson's like all the controversial shit he did. Mm-hmm. You know, before finding out the even more controversial shit he did with all the women he was dating, but um. Yeah, she just sort of idolized that, and I was even trying to like, because I'm, I'm a Manson fan. Or like, I like the music, but you know, fuck him for what he did. Right. But um, I was you trying the, to. You know, the Bianco Barnett was in our movie Die Die Don't Die. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I saw the article and I was like, "Holy shit!" I would have known that if Are I got the kidding? editing job, Chris. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> you wouldn't have noticed it because she was the worst actress I've ever worked with in my whole life. Worst. Someone told me there was a girl on there who was just being a complete like bitchy diva. Was that? Yeah, that was okay. her. And she know she didn't know any of her lines, and then she started yelling at us because we were unprofessional. I'm like, unprofessional? You don't even know any of your lines. But Sean told me I didn't have to know any lines. Yeah. And then she says, Well, Sean told me I didn't need to know my lines that well. And Sean's like, Why the hell would I tell her that? <laughs> and we're just like freaked out. We're just like, What is going on? <laughs> like no lie, Carl. We had to put the script in front of her face, and she had to read the lines Jesus. off of it. It was that bad. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, I've done that on some jobs. So some jobs, the, the writing was so terrible. Know, like, who would put well, that sentence together? We didn't even write the script. Uh, it was somebody else. Um, I mean, in her defense, uh, Marlon Brando does that. They yeah, well, do that same. Thing. Well, he didn't do that till end of his career. He didn't do that in the beginning. I mean, what is the end of his career like? The last twenty years of it, because yeah, there's actually <laughs> I know, there's right? actually a wider, a still photographer on the set of The Godfather. Like they took a photo, like they did a, a medium thing. Yeah, where it's just medium the shoulders shot. and stuff. But like the photographer took a wider like picture of it. And James Kahn has cue cards oh. hanging around his neck oh for Marlon Brando to read off of. That's crazy. Because Brando, yeah, Brando just, even back then, he didn't give a shit. Yeah, like, he's a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He was the it dude. He was, everyone wanted him in his movie. Yeah, but, like, that's what it was. Like, he knew he was the one who put asses in the seat, so yeah. he didn't give a shit. Like, yeah. yeah but, yeah, Bianca Barnett was our screen queen that we flew in like this was the first actress we ever paid and flew in and put in a hotel and we were all excited she was going to be like the face of the movie 
And um, she shows up to set, doesn't know any of her lines, can't even, like, deliver a line. Like, it was awful. We're all looking at each other like, what is happening here? Like, it was weird. And then the next day, we're shooting at Sean's house all day, and she wasn't in any of those scenes. She wasn't until the night. And she was in his house, and she's like, we're, like, going uploading footage and she's like sean do you mind if i grab a beer out of the refrigerator and we're all looking at each other like really <laughs> so he's like yeah i guess so she's drunk she's <laughs> drinking all fucking day and then we get to set and again she can't deliver any of her lines and she has one line left and she's done like she was just in like the beginning of the movie she got one line left and she's done and she just couldn't say it and sean's like no bianca say it like this Say like this. Say like three, three, four times. So then she blows up. You know what, Sean? I don't know what you want from me. This set is so unprofessional. All these people are for unprofessional. And she's just like going crazy on us. And we're like, are you fucking kidding me right now? So we finally calmed her down and got her to deliver the line. And she's leaving. And Sean's like, I'm going to take her back to the hotel because I don't want this bitch in my house. So <laughs> her... Her, um, my girlfriend Jen at the time, and and Sean, he's taking her to the hotel, and Jen's in the back seat. She can't, she couldn't find her phone, so she looks at Bianca. And Bianca is texting something, and she's like, "Is that my phone?" Bianca stole her phone, and then yes, and then threw it in the back seat at her, and then they go to the hotel, and we had another girl, uh, Roxy Vandiver was in the movie too. And they were staying at the same hotel. So he drops Bianca off and they go into Roxy's room to tell her that the next day we were supposed to shoot promo videos with both of them. So they're in the room talking uh, about what happened. And then, um, Jen's like, hang on. And she walks over to the door and opens the door really fast. And Bianca falls into the room. Cause she was like listening at the door <laughs> and it was the, so the weirdest shit. And, it really turned us off to like flying actresses and stuff. And, uh, yeah. So when I saw the article about her suing Marilyn Manson or filing charges against her or whatever, I was like, Oh my God, what a nutcase. She was nuts. But what was funny is after we were done, we started going through her IMDB credits cause she had a bunch of credits and all her credits were like girl in bar, girl downstairs, girl in the back. She had, like, no lines in any of her movies. Yeah. And I think her biggest movie was um, a movie called – it was, like, a Showtime movie. And um, she was all in, like, makeup. And she had no dialogue. <laughs> was that the one it was like, like her credit was Pig Bitch? Pig, pig Bitch. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that she was, had, like, makeup on and yeah. no lines. So she, I don't think she ever delivered dialogue in any of her movies. And we just got duped. <laughs> yeah 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 sounds like it, it. ridiculous sounds and we put a we put a delta pi blu-ray out and the audio of her going nuts on us is, is one of the special features Ooh, <laughs> christian bailed her ass <laughs> russell crowe too isn't it russell crowe did he do that too did i don't think they ever got russell yeah russell crowe like was known for doing shit like yeah. that on set but like christian bale there was yeah, actual was audio of him like flipping going crazy <laughs> but apparently like there was a, I forgot, radio talk show that Christian Bale got on, like, after that happened. 
And he explained everything about it. Like, apparently the guy he was flipping out on was, like, this six-foot-six, like, stocky motherfucker. But, <laughs> yeah, like, it. he's just, he's trying to be professional and not start a comp because he knows he's going to get canned if he, like, beats the shit out of Christian Bale. Oh, but, yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, like, he sounds wimpy on the audio, but in reality, like, he could just fucking stomp him Crush out. Him. Yeah. <laughs> well, you yeah. get that a lot, too. Um, he's a lighting guy, so, yeah, like. Those, wow. those lighting guys can be pretty big, especially yeah. on the mainstream sets. Yeah. Lights are heavy. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. yeah, they are. They're huge. Oh. So you got any, like, are you wanting to make movies anymore, or are you just doing FX? I'm, I am in the process of, uh, I mean, I've been in the process for a few years now, but um, I'm trying to put together this uh, short anthology film that takes place inside of a, like, shitty motel. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a horror version of Four Rooms, kind of. That's cool. Yeah. But um, it's just weird because every time I start, like, once I get into the writing spirit of this thing, a project will come up or, like, recently it was just, um, I actually did come down with COVID, uh, like, at the be- beginning of June or something. Mm-hmm. So that kind of messed up the writing process and trying to look for a new place. So uh, once I get everything settled, I'm hoping to finally like stitch all these stories together. Right. Yeah. Make like a coherent kind of, I don't know, somewhat watchable film. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of blood and nudity in it. Like that's oh, just, yeah. Not. If I can't come up with a story, I'm just going to yeah, call Shauna. Be like, <laughs> this thing. There you go. Throw the script. And I was like, it needs blood and nudity. Your thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's funny. That's, funny. Yeah, that's, that's, cool. Sh- that's Sean's recipe. Naked yeah, cannibals three in a motel. <laughs> yep. We're not camping in the in the woods anymore. Nope. <laughs> they moved on up. <laughs> we were actually thinking about doing part three as a found footage movie of because in the second one there's a big party. They gonna do the opposite of Blair Witch. Yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a big uh, party scene and and like a big Halloween party in this one in the second one and um. I'm thinking we're thinking about doing a found footage where the people are going in the woods looking for their friends that went missing or whatever. Yeah. And then they come upon the witches and whatever. So, so yeah, um, a reverse Blair Witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they totally. did the found footage and then they did a terrible book of shadows, I think it was called. Or yeah. book of, was it book of shadows? Book of shadows. Wow. Okay. I was just guessing there. <laughs> they just made a third I one. Like which, book of shadows. I thought the third one. I haven't seen the third one yet. But isn't Book of Shadows like the Charmed book? Isn't it in Charmed? Isn't it called the Book of Shadows? Um, are we talking about the the, the TV show? Oh no, uh, oh, I thought you were talking about Blair Witch. No, no, well, I'm talking about Blair Witch, but I'm talking about Book of Shadows, the actual name Book of Shadows. Oh shit, I'm sure oh. it's used for a lot of things, but um, like that, yeah. that's just. But anyway, yeah. a lot of I didn't really care too much for the first Blair Witch. I didn't either. I just it was the audio I got sucked levels. into the hype, like the the marketing of that movie. Was oh yeah, that, brilliant. Yeah. I got sucked into like the discovery shows they had and you know making it seem like it was really yeah, you know was real. Yeah. I just got sucked into but, it. But the low quality cam and the handheld. Well, what really happened to me was I went like, to. I was so excited to see it. I went and see it, and the yeah. found footage. Sometimes found footage makes me nauseous. Yeah. And I got nauseous in the theater, and so I literally watched the back of my seat, and whenever something happened, I'd look up. So that kind of ruined it, but um. Oh, they did make a third one. I, I do. Yeah, they I made guess. a third one. Not, but that a was a found footage too. A year or two ago, was so it? it? I don't was, think it was. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't was. think the third yeah. one was found footage. Yeah, it was found footage. Was it? Um, yeah, I actually, just I watched that too uh, a couple months back. But um, it was like the same thing. Uh, 
what was it? The the girl from the first one, I guess. She but, had a little brother who was a the, like baby the at the time. Sister. I think it was her brother or sister that went to go find. Yeah, like it was Laura. her. It was her little brother who must have had a baby when she went missing because yeah. he's now like a college film student. Mm-hmm. And I guess they came across some random footage out in the woods. Yeah, where it was like a house, and he thinks he saw. It was completely different footage. Like it was actual digital footage here, but he thinks he saw like his sister in a yeah. mirror or something. So mm-hmm. they go out and investigate and turns out there's this whole like time warp thing. Cause the footage that they actually found was their own footage. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Cool. And that was, <laughs> that was actually cool. a cool take on it. That's like cool the, the curse of that town could actually manipulate time like that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think I liked actually the third one. I think the third one, I thought it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, cause they had like good audio on there and like the special, they had some not over the top special effects, but some good like jump scare moments. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they showed more in the attic. Um, yeah, the house was just a lot creepier. Yeah, it was. And it was overall just the characters. Like when they brought that whole time thing in there, cause they got separated from a group. And later on that night, or these these two people turned out to be bullshitters. Like they they knew the forest, or they were like trackers. But mm-hmm. turns out they weren't. They were actually when everyone was asleep, they were planting like Blair Witch, yeah, you know, uh, the, the, talismans or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like the, the little cross tree things. Thing. So they like kicked their asses to the curb. But later on that night, like they ran into one of the guys, and he claimed like. Him and his girlfriend had been walk like wandering the woods for over a week, but it was just maybe eight hours since they told them to right. do it. And like, some crazy shit in that one. Yeah, it's actually the, pretty good. You should watch it. The first one, the audio had really sensitive hearing, so like yeah. when the audio level, it's like the guy way over there, you can barely hear him. And had really loud ones. Really cool. And then, <laughs> yeah, the girl holding the camera just starts screaming and crying for no reason, like. Yeah. Kind of annoying. Yeah. I, I had the remote in my hand, just like controlling the audio <laughs> levels the entire time I'm watching it. Have you watched any of the new um, American Horror Stories? The short, the short ones. The short ones. Yeah, there's like short movies that they just came out with. It's on Hulu right now. I think they're FX um, shows. Yeah. Um, and uh, they've got they released three of them so far. Two of them are connected, and then the third one's just a standalone. Um, they're actually pretty good um i i don't like american horror story i don't i couldn't you know get what? into it i'm just i just didn't like them i reluctantly um, watch this the show now i'm caught up on everything but i don't like the fact that i do this yeah but uh yeah it's like the past three or four seasons i'm just over it but they're trying to do like today. tales from the crypt type shows now they're like 40 minutes long and uh they're actually pretty good uh the first two are about the rubber man and the murder house and like a family moves into the house, and the rubber man makes an appearance. And so uh, these are actually like they're not they're really from t- the American Horror Story. Okay, at first I thought you were talking about like the a uh, different set of horror story things. Well, they are like the like the 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 murder house is in it, and the rubber man is in it, but it doesn't have anything to do with okay the so series like the the series that the for season one. Okay, it's just a completely different story about this these two gay guys have a daughter and they move into the house and the daughter finds the rubber suit 
and she puts it on and she gets like kind of weird. Um, right. It was really good. And then the third one was a, a drive-in movie. Um, there was a guy in the eighties that directed a movie and called rabbit rabbit. And when he showed it at the theater, everybody turned in like zombie people and started eating each other and killing each other in the theater. So they banned the movie because they were saying it made the people turn into these things. And uh, so it's present day now and he's releasing it again at the drive-in and like all these people go to see it and you know, but uh, it was cool. I mean, they're pretty good. I mean, they're kind of tales from the crypty, you know, type of shows, but they're a lot different from the American horror story. I didn't, I don't like the series. I might have to check that out. I didn't, yeah. didn't even know that they did. That. I actually saw that on Hulu. I thought they were just yeah, releasing. It's on, it's I, on Hulu. I actually saw, thought they were just releasing the uh, the horror story TV show on Hulu. I thought literally just thought that because I saw the the Rubber Man was actually on the promo. As soon as you sign right. in on Hulu, it's right there. It was like the first thing yeah, I saw. Uh, but I thought it was it's American TV Horror show. Stories without with it. Okay, I did. I have seen that promo, but I thought it was just yeah, it's like a clown or something. I like thought a, they were just. They were just promoting like this, the, the, the yeah, TV this, series. Yeah, the series no. itself. That's what I thought. Yeah, like, yeah these are different. Okay. They're shorts. All right, I'm going to have to check that yeah, out. Now, yeah, that's cool. now, now we know they're shorts. They're I'm going to cool. actually watch them out. Because, like I said, the show, I They've only got three, three out right now. So yeah. I guess it's going to release one a week or something. I think I think after season five, it's just when it really started going downhill. How yeah. many seasons do they have now? I just watched they're season one. I watched the whole season one, and I was kind of like, I don't like the, the lady that played the mom. For some reason, I don't like her. The um, actress? Yeah, I can't remember her name. Um, Jessica Lange likes. She she's kind of an older. Show. She's kind of an older actress, red hair. I don't know. I don't I'm like trying her. Trying to think of what else she was in. Um, she's in the show Nine One One. I don't know if you watched that shit, but she was on that. I don't. I don't really watch TV. Um, I don't really watch TV. Anyway, and then I watched. I started watching Hotel. I got like four episodes in. I was just like, this just boring. Shut it off. And then I started watching the slasher one, 1984. And actually, the first like four episodes were freaking awesome. And then they started doing like paranormal shit in the woods and all this stuff. And I was just like, "This sucks," and yeah, turned it off. <laughs> I think I got to see. I think I got to episode six and gave up. They start off with a good premise, but then it's yeah, like, I'm like, make midway. it a slasher, make it a slasher movie, or yeah. a slasher series about a slasher, not yeah, all this other crap. But there's already a, already a TV show called The Slasher. <laughs> well, yeah. there's there's a huge continuity fuck up. It's interesting you brought up Hotel because um, the ghost of Richard Ramirez shows like in the American Horror Story universe on uh, Hollow's. I think it's the night before Halloween, like Devil's Night or something, or maybe Eve. it might actually be Hollow's Eve. Yeah, Halloween, because uh, November first is All Saints Day. Hmm. Yeah, so um, Hollow's Eve, like the spirits are allowed to leave the whatever houses they're inhabiting. The rule is they can't leave their the house that they're in or whatever they're inhabiting. Hmm. But on Hollow's Eve, they can leave and go wherever the hell they want until sunup. See, so, that's, that's the story of like folklore. Right? the first yeah. two shorts. Mm-hmm. Like, all the people that had died in the house, the murder house, can't leave except for on Halloween. Yeah, and they, they covered that in, uh, the, I think, episode four of the first season. Oh. Like, yeah. Um, but in Hotel, yeah, I think, like, every fourth episode of the series, like, they do a Halloween one. But, uh, yeah, in the hotel, like, Richard Ramirez, like, shows up to the hotel. And, like, at this point, he's dead. He died in prison. So, um, 
you know, the the hotel staff, like, they know him. Like, these serial killers, I think Dahmer or John Wayne Gacy, they get together at this hotel every Hollow's Eve and just have a party where they kidnap a couple of residents and just murder them upstairs while drinking, I don't know, whatever the fuck, uh, absence or something. Hmm. But, um... In 1984, Richard Ramirez shows up. He's the Night Stalker. Right. So he's alive. This is before he gets caught. Spoiler alert. Like, they do have a slight narrative that focuses on him. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of the show, he goes back to the, the camp there to find that one girl, the killer. But the ghost set him up. Like, he makes a deal with the devil. Like, he can't die. This is this okay. is where it gets weird. He may, Yeah, he makes a deal with the devil. Like, at one point, he even gets killed at the camp and gets resurrected immediately. So the ghost decide to kill him. And every one of them, like, they take shifts monitoring his body. So every time they kill him, they just watch his body. And when he comes back, they just kill him again. So he's infinitely kept here at this camp but somehow Shows up in the same time. universe american horror story universe he's also uh, there's also a, a reality there where he died in prison like he did right. and then shows up at this hotel as a much older version when he died but then there's a younger version at this camp that keeps getting killed. It makes no fucking know. sense. Yeah. And it's like, you guys should stop giving a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, 84 was good at first. And yeah, then they yeah like the, the first three or four episodes, I was they, like, damn, this shit's awesome. And then, they lost and I love Emma Roberts, too. Like, she's like, I love yeah. her. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It just got dumb. Yeah. Speaking of Emma Roberts, Scream Queens. I love that show. You watch Scream I, Queens? I watched the first episode. The I first series. The, the first, first season, season was great. The first season. I heard it's great. Like, I just, I don't know. I couldn't really get it's into it. It's kind of tongue-in-cheeky, fun, like, kind of making fun of Definitely horror, didn't show. <laughs> but it was funny. Like, I knew what they were trying to do. Um, I think I was just focused on a whole bunch of other shit at the time, and I yeah. just couldn't get into another series. I might give it another try. Yeah, yeah. give it a shot. Like I said, definitely watch Slasher, and uh, did you go through all Scream yet, or Scream series? No, I yeah, didn't. Turn off um, three. Yeah, don't watch one. three. Don't so I watch. think that's what turned me off right there is because it's it started on season three. Oh, and I watched like right. twenty minutes of it, and then I just went yeah, back. Yeah, it was to terrible. Work. Yeah, for third season. Don't, was don't even yeah, don't even watch the third season. Yeah, just, just yeah, watch season one, one and season two, and you, you'll actually like the show. Yeah, and that's actually and that show, man. Like I had no clue who the killer was. Yeah, like till no, the end, you you're no just kind of like I have no idea. Like it could be literally like eight people. Yeah, and um. Right. They I kept mean, the they kept the reveal secret pretty good and yeah. um, I don't know it was a fun show it was cool I like the characters some hot girls too in it yeah yeah absolutely right. um, but yeah it was good yeah well, I said Slasher's pretty good um, that I you'd probably be the same way you probably wouldn't know who who the killer was pretty good I'm trying to think of anything else that came out on I watched a show uh, on Netflix called Sex Life. And it's like, I don't know why I started watching. It. I just started watching well, it. It's called I think life. I heard somebody <laughs> talking about it, and I was like, yeah, let me watch it. And I started watching it, and it's like chick erotica, like Fifty Shades of Grey type shit. 
and I ended up watching the whole damn series. I bet you did. And, uh, <laughs> but there was this girl in it. Um, her name is Sarah Shahi. She's in the show The Rookie on on regular TV. And wow. Yeah. And yeah. she's like naked like the whole show. Nice. And it's, it's pretty good. It wasn't yeah. bad. All right. Well. If you like Fifty Shades of Grey type shit. Which I normally, I mean, depends on the day. Really don't. But you like hot naked girls. For some reason, yeah, this show just kind of hooked me, and I watched all. Well, well it's called Sex Life. Like, true. That's literally all you need to hook you. True. Yeah. So. I don't know. Oh, and uh, if you haven't yet, watch uh, Till Death, Megan Fox. Yes, I haven't watched that yet. I have not. Is watched that a series? Or? It's, no, it's a show. It's a movie. It just came out a couple weeks ago. Freaking awesome. Megan Fox is still in movies. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she's a terrible actress, but this movie was so with good. all her Botox and this was like one of the best movies yeah, I've seen in a really while. Good. This was the one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I definitely like when I have time. You know, you have the abundance of I time. I, I have no time whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, the Halloween season's coming up for me. Like cosplay seasons even got me pretty busy oh, right I'll now. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, like... I, uh, I can't wait for Halloween just to come out. Like, the movie to come out, not the season. Yeah. You know, um, it actually looks pretty good. Yeah. I thought it looked good, too. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a fan of the 2000... I liked the 2018 one until the ending. Yeah, I liked it. It just... Yeah. It had a lot of... Uh, There's a lot of things I didn't like about it, but I thought he was awesome. I thought Michael Myers was awesome. Yeah. The kills were awesome. I didn't like the Jamie Lee Curtis holing up in her house with all the traps and stuff. I was just like, all right. Come on, who does that? It's weird. I can see that because like her PTSD, like I can, yeah. I can see that like fucking up a person. But, but that, it's like for that long. What was it like thirty years later? Oh, or it was forty years. Yeah, but yeah. um, the problem I have with that is like yeah, like for that long, and then she just burns the entire house down. Like walks, it doesn't even see if he burns up. Right. Like she just walks away. I was like, exactly. you guys, you should know better. You got a rifle trained <laughs> on him. Like, put a couple rounds in him or something. Right. Like, check his pulse or some shit. Is make he, make sure. Like, he's don't dead. stop until his head is like, right. well, like the whole Terminator two yeah, like, type of like shotgun to the face. Right. Like, like this dude <laughs> took forty years of your life away. Like, yeah. Just right. fucking end him. Confirm. And then it's like confirm the and kill. Then they, and then they're gonna change. And then they're gonna transfer Michael Myers to the new asylum on Halloween. Like, really. <laughs> it was just kind of weird. 30, 40 years later. It had a lot of, the movie had a lot of holes in it, but I liked it. I thought it was yeah. entertaining. And yeah. For what it was, it was cool. I'm excited was, for the next two. It was, yeah, just since I knew they had to do something to set it up for a sequel, but it was just, I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they, well, I mean, I know they did it intentionally, but I don't think, I think they decided it when they were making the movie. I don't think they decided it like oh, really? when they made the movie. Like, I think they made it like when they were shooting. Like they were like, oh, I think well, we're gonna open it up for a sequel. Yeah, and that's why I think when the I think they said that in an interview with uh, Carpenter and um, I can't remember who made the movie. Um, oh, it was um, Danny McBride, wasn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. Danny he wrote McBride. it. Yeah, and wasn't he with somebody else? Uh, he did have a co-writer, yeah. and um, that's all I was trying to think of. God, who was it? Was it? A, doesn't he have like three names? I think was it. What? Um, green something green. There's yeah, there's a green um, McBride. I think the guy who may have done it, the first Deadpool movie or the second one was the director of this one. Mm. I'm not sure. Mm. The movie I'm freaking excited as hell to see is the new Candyman. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. the trailer looks so good. I'm Suicide like, Squad. I'm actually pretty. Yeah, actually that one yeah. looked pretty good too. I was kind of like. 
I was like, yeah, the first one sucked. And I'm like, ah, so it actually looks fun. Well, it sucks. I'm not even going to have internet until the 9th of August. So. The director was David Gordon Green. Yeah. David I, I knew it was three names. I was like, what is his name? <laughs> and I don't think he was the one that did uh, Deadpool. I think that was somebody else. But yeah, definitely Suicide Squad. Uh, that's probably top of my list right there. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely curious to see that. Yeah, we're going to Plus see King Snake Shark. Eyes tomorrow. Yeah. I I don't know how I feel I about that either. I thought the trailer looked fun. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of action. What was it? Snake Eyes, new G.I. Joe movie. I don't even like G.I. Joe, but this I movie love for some Joe, reason the, just kind of... The first one I liked. I didn't like the second one. And then I'm, I'm curious what Snake Eyes is going to be. I didn't even... I didn't see any of them. I, I saw the first one. I didn't see the second one. Wasn't there a third one? The third one is the Snake Eyes, right? I... I thought so. Yeah. Was I don't the know. Snake Eyes is like the origin story of Snake Eyes. And really? Uh, the what was the one that had Bruce Willis in it? That was Retaliation. That was, that was two. One. Oh, that was two. Okay. Yeah, was, that's two. That's with um, The Rock is in it. and yeah. For some reason, I thought they already had a... I thought that was the third sequel. I was oh. like, I, that's how little I gave a shit about uh, that whole thing. Yeah, I, mean, I don't give a shit about it, but it looks yeah. fun. I mean, the first one, I, I actually like the first one. You, you know, like... Um, yeah. I've never been a G.I. Joe person. No. I like the TV show, the cartoon. Mm-hmm. I always yeah. grew up with it. The car- Yeah, you know, cartoons were cool the toys. And, you know, when you're like six Sorry, or ten. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I threw out when I, when I was growing up with them. That's how old I was. I don't know. Yeah, to me, it just felt like a cash grab for Hollywood because I think they, they made that Battleship movie around the same time. Right. Uh, I mean, but that, that, that movie flopped. was terrible. Yeah. Was I, terrible. yeah. I mean, I heard it. China loved the shit. Like <laughs> that was the only reason they made their money back on it was like Jeez. China just yeah. No, no. Oh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Killer Collab Podcast once again. I was joined, we were joined with Carl Huber, dun, dun, dun. and as always, joined with Chris Leto from Reaper Films. Peace. Always. I don't know why he's <laughs> always here. He just keeps coming back. He's like peace. Oh. Peace. <laughs> As always, like, subscribe, hit the bell on YouTube, and also we're also on Anchor FM. Join us, Killer Collab Podcast. Thank you once again. Have a good one. Be safe, be happy, be healthy. Bye.